Welcome to Deep Well Astrology. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer and somatic educator. And in this podcast, we'll explore how astrology can illuminate our embodied consciousness and nourish our soul. Welcome back, or welcome here. Today is Thursday, January 27th, and we're officially sailing in Aquarius season, or shall we say uniquely fine, soaring information to new horizons. Before I launch into the astrological weather forecast and dive into Mercury and Gemini, I want to make mention to check out my online astrological class options over at kindredexplorer.com. That's kindred. K-I-N-D-R-E-D, Explorer, E-X-P-L-O-R-E-R dot com. My colleague Kelly and I co-facilitate group classes centered in nature, myth, and astrology. Some of our classes are virtual, so you can join us from anywhere. If you'd like to explore and learn astrology in a fun, creative, communal setting, check us out at kindredexplorer.com. And today, speaking of Mercury, Mercury is still retrograde. In fact, it's slipped back into Capricorn from Aquarius, making Capricorn a pretty full house right now with Venus and Mercury retrograde in Capricorn and Mars and Pluto moving direct in Capricorn. In just a few days, Venus stations direct and will continue its journey through the sign. Mars will eventually catch up to Venus and Capricorn, and both will be conjunct Pluto. What to make of all this? Most basically, look at what house Capricorn represents in your chart. Notice the themes and topics associated with that house, and take a moment to reflect if these themes of that house have been of central focus or even of an unearthing or excavating quality lately. With Venus and Pluto conjoining and conjuncting, it's possible that getting to the heart of the matter or to the core of an issue or problem could be felt. Mars has a way of catalyzing or energizing or blowing up the situation, adding some zest, spice, or fire. And while Mercury in retrograde in Capricorn, at best, will help us to remember or to think twice before initiating. This is all to say that wherever Capricorn is in your chart and whatever other planets are there, they are receiving a lot of opportunities to transmute, transform, rework, or revisit something. Maybe that's going to be something that needs to be unearthed or to be brought to light. As you think about this, there's no need to hurry since this flavor This Capricornian planetary party will take us much of the way through February. So as we are experiencing some potentially earth-moving, heavy load-bearing work over in our Capricorn parts, let's take some time over the next three weeks to travel through the element of air as we explore communication through the lens of a Mercury and air. Our three air signs are mutable air Gemini, cardinal air Libra, and fixed air Aquarius. 
air as an element on its own is invisible and untouchable. It is communal and shared. It moves. Air is about freedom and attachment, sociability and communication. Air is often associated with the mental realm, with thought and rationality, with concepts and abstraction. In contrast to fire, which can be associated with intuition or direct knowing, air tends to be associated with knowing through a logical process. To a person who has a lot of air, or air element in their chart, or a mercury in air, a thought may feel as tangible and real as solid ground. Air wants to think things through and potentially share in the thinking process with others via dialogue, community, interconnection, and bouncing off ideas with each other. And in contrast with our watery friends, the air element is not always interested in emotional connection or being bogged down in the watery depths. Air wants to travel and feel its agility. If you think about these qualities for a minute, it almost feels as if Mercury or Hermes itself wouldn't mind being placed in an air compartment, since inherently Mercury, as an archetype, carries themes of movability, adaptability, and changeability. This, of course, is partially true. And just like for any of the signs, there are gifts and challenges of having Mercury in an air sign. And we'll get into this in a bit. For the time being, let's look again at the three air signs. Each of the three air-based signs will refine the basic air qualities through their modality. Mutable air, as expressed through Gemini, is a movable, changeable, communicative, and communal energy that is quick, flexible, busy, and skillful. Cardinal air, as expressed through Libra, is an initiating, balancing, and multifaceted communal energy that is centered in ideals, harmony, fairness, and, quote, right action. Fixed air, as expressed through Aquarius, is a structuring, innovative, and global energy that centers in big humanitarian, scientific, or philosophical perspectives. For this episode, we'll center in with Mercury and Gemini, if we can catch them. It is true Mercury and Gemini feels at home. It's comfortable. Mercury is the ruling planet of Gemini. It is here that Mercury can excel in its quickness, curiosity, and agility. Here, Mercury can play with ideas and information, intellect and knowledge. It can pull threads from here and there, and at the same time adapt. And as we have looked at in prior episodes, Mercury, or Greek god Hermes, was also known for their skill of non-binary or amoral actions a skill of not necessarily being attached to one thing or another. Hermes could on one hand be incredibly helpful to someone one day, and the next day steal from them. It didn't seem that there was any particular rhyme or reason to Hermes' actions. They were the god of messages, of traveling and transit, roads and doorways. 
language, and of thieves. Anything that transited something from here to there, movement, or the stealing of goods. We can see in the symbology of Gemini, as represented by the twins, the same kind of indicator, this two-sidedness to things. There are many ways to read into the twins or to the double-sidedness or dual symbolism of the Gemini archetype. One of these is reflected in the stories about Hermes being able to travel between two or more worlds, the underworld and the daylight realm. One could change and move between realms of day and night, life and death, reality and imagination. A both-and figure rather than an either-or interpretation. A two-sided symbol can also represent this feature of non-dualism, meaning an understanding of both sides, ability to be mutable, or maybe like Hermes, one day you are one person helping to repair and the next you are a thief. But aren't we all many-sided after all? If you have a Mercury in Gemini, it's likely you've noticed the pace, agility, or quickness of your thinking or thought processing. You may be akin to retaining facts and information, able to be agile in your intellect, and draw many threads together to consider and think about. A Mercury in Gemini can also use the two-sided symbolism to engage in conversations, dialogue, debate, heated discussions, and lectures, and even find ways to engage with others who have opposing viewpoints. Being communal and communication-based, this Mercury takes in words, writing, information, maybe even statistics, to collect a library in their mind. And while others may struggle to learn, pick up languages or information, this Mercury may actually feel at its height, flying high, and even in its element when learning or pursuing a new language or conversation with unfamiliar folks. And for all the gifts this Mercury has, this Mercury can also run itself awry, running away with too many thoughts, words, thinking, and information overload. Sometimes the kind that keeps you up thinking all night long. In this last section, I want to leave room and space for the part about Mercury that is less about output features of thinking and communicating and focus on its input features of learning and listening. Now, if you have a Mercury in Gemini and none of what I've been saying so far seems to fit you, check out your chart and see if Mercury has any hard aspects or relationships from Saturn, Neptune, or Pluto. Remember, hardly any of us have a purely archetypal, unaspected Mercury. Other planets in our chart will influence, bring up, or tone down elements of our personal Mercury. One thing I want to say about a Mercury, and a Mercury in Gemini, is that learning and listening may be such a gift that for some it can feel like an excess. An excess of mercurial energy often shows up in our nervous system as nervousness, anxiety, shakiness, panic, hyperarousal, insomnia, or neuroticism. When I think of some of these behaviors or feelings, I 
also think almost immediately, is my mercurial energy balanced with my other planetary energy? Because if Mercury's strong home placement in Gemini is on excess, it can be a placement that is such an adaptable sponge that it can overdrive and override the whole body system. Even those of us who are intellectuals or linguists for a living have to have a whole body to attend to. And the body must have space and time to integrate and keep up with the mind, or the mind must have the time to slow down to listen to the body or yield into the body space. Body space is like earth space. And there's other slower moving rivers of sensual exchange that happens in this space. When approaching listening from a Mercury and Gemini perspective, it can be helpful to widen the bandwidth of what you are receiving, to open to receive influence from other spheres of perception besides information, facts, words, or interpersonal communication between people. One of these places of widening bandwidth can be to connect into body sensations, even the simple ones at first, slowing into sensation of thirst or tiredness or hunger, body information that has nothing to do with acquiring more outside stimulus. Most often, these simple gestures of internal listening and tracking can keep a gifted, interested, worldly mercury balanced within the system of a whole body. By widening into body space and time, this quick Mercury and Gemini can learn to appreciate how we all actually have different paces of processing, and there are even elements of our own self that can only be heard or felt if we allow ourselves the opportunity to marinate and slow into them. I have a friend actually a Gemini sun friend, who was the one who introduced me into a practice they had called slow time, where you actually set aside a designated section of a day to slow down and listen, to marinate and soak in the things that may have otherwise at a faster pace been missed. So with that being said, we may as well this evening or today try a little slice of slow time. Until next time, breathe deep, linger long.